What's up, guys? Matt Brown here for this Circa podcast and video. I'm joined by editor-in-chief of The Lines and Play Picks, Brett Colson. We're going to try out something new here that's just been a podcast format before. If you're watching on YouTube, thanks for watching. If you're listening over the podcast feed, we thank you for that as well. If you want to see the video of this, you can head over to our YouTube channel at Play Picks and check out what we actually look like here as we talk through these uh, various games here on our Circa card this week and how we're going to go about playing them. What you see on your screen right here is exactly the games and the lines that have been given to us that we have to use to play. So if you're wondering if we're referencing a line that seems like it might be stale, for example, one of the big ones, I think by the time you're watching this is Browns plus 13. That thing has been bet all the way to 11 and a half. If uh, if you're wondering why we're referencing 13, because it's, it's these lines that you see on the screen that we have to play this week, Brett, I would like to uh, bring up here just as a humble brag that we move. I move back ahead of you in one game by one game in our head to heads here as the Ravens plus three cashes over your Seahawks must make of minus three last week. I'm feeling pretty good about that, even though my must make got absolutely wrecked as well. Yeah, my top two plays got absolutely wrecked. Fortunately, the rest of my card hit, but, you know, that's pretty damaging if my must-makes are getting destroyed like that. I have no read, apparently, on the Seahawks team. I thought for, I thought it was a great spot there that they could contain Lamar, and that guy, he just ran right over those linebackers. <laughs> it was it was awesome. I was sitting here, I was like, oh, man, my must-make is getting destroyed, but at, <laughs> yeah. least, my, at least Brett's must-make is getting destroyed, and I was on the other side of that one. I, I'll admit, at least it was a little bit sweeter just, just to have uh, being on the other side of your must-make. Yeah, the, the text that was really nice of you, too. Thank you for uh, throwing that right <laughs> I, in my face mid-game. I did game. As I'm, text I'm, him to let him know that I was feeling pretty bad about my must-make getting destroyed, but it was a little sweeter. As I'm that, screaming uh, than his at the, on TV, the other side here. Yeah. But feeling... Uh, Feeling pretty good about the card this week here. We are on the same side on a couple of games here, which is pretty awesome. So we'll go ahead and kick off the pod here because, as we know, when we're on the same same side, those those automatically make the uh, the card here. So let's start off with the Giants plus seven. Um, this is a line that has been on the move here, actually. Another reason that I'm feeling kind of good about this one, Brett, because whenever we take a look, I'm looking across Vegas right now, and this thing has moved to six and a half. Yeah, and I see six at, I see six overseas. So, I mean, it is definitely moving. Uh, I, just, I look at this game and I see a Lions team in disarray right now. They trade one of their locker room guys in Quandre Diggs, which sets off one of their better players, Darius Slay. Players trying to figure out what the hell is going on right now, and that's not a position you want to be in when you're in a division race. Uh, Darius Slay is out this week. Uh, I, I don't. I just don't think Matt Patricia is the guy to rally the troops with all this going on in the locker room. So I'm, I also like buying low on teams that are at their absolute bottom. And the Giants fit the bill this week. They're they're uh, they're getting a little healthier. They got Danny Dimes heading into a dome where I think he'll feel a little more comfortable this week against a, a defense that is is really just a shell of, of what it was a shell of what it was a few weeks ago. So I, I like the, uh, the Giants quite a bit here. Even a money line bet on the Giants, I think they could just win this game outright. 
Actually, I will go ahead and pull up on the screen. I'll pull up the Lions odd feed as well, just so that we can uh, go back and forth again. You, you can see the lines.com guys right here. You go to odds and you just go to live odds and you can take a look at what's going on in the NFL over here. You can toggle between Jersey and Pennsylvania. So, yeah, as we uh, as we take a look right here, six and a half across the board at the three feeds that we have uh, at the four feeds, actually, that we have on the lines over there. So we can see that this thing has moved a half a point. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you don't if you guys don't know who Quadre Diggs is, he was a literally the starting safety for this team that they traded away for whatever weird ass reason yeah. they went ahead and decided to do that. Then Darius Slay is going to be out here. And listen, I understand this is not uh, not a situation here. And you can see on the screen, I'll, I'll go ahead and point it where we're looking at where the current lines are. And then you can see the circuit contest over here at seven. So we're getting a half point, at least from where the lines line sits right now. Um, it, for me, look, this Giants team, yeah, they looked bad and, and they've looked bad a couple of weeks here. But if there ever was kind of a get right spot, I think this is it. And another thing I think we should mention is that they're getting healthier as well. Now, it doesn't look like Sterling Shepard's going to be back out there, but the pretty much the rest of the team is here. And for the first time, you know, Danny Dimes is going to have kind of, you know, the majority of a healthy squad around him and have been able to practice with them all week and kind of get things in order here. And from uh, and as you mentioned, from a Lions standpoint, I think that this team is just heading in the, the wrong direction here. So glad that we were on the uh, same side here and glad that this one's going to make our card. Yeah. And look, we don't we we don't like to talk about running backs mattering much, but I think this is one of those rare spots where it does matter. I mean, the with carry on Johnson out, Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick replacing him in the backfield. I mean, Ty Johnson, a sixth round rookie with like zero college production. I, I a lot of speed back there, but I, I don't think that's I, I just don't see Detroit being able to run this ball or run the ball down the Giants' throats, and that that's one of the ways you beat the Giants. So uh, I, I actually this is a pretty good matchup for for the Giants this week. We'll talk about the second one here that is going to automatically make the card, and I was actually pretty interested that the, interested in the fact that you had this one as well. So definitely want to talk through this one, and that is right here: Panthers plus five and a half on the road at the 49ers if we take a look over here on the lines.com we can take a look and see that this thing is actually still sitting at five and a half and actually looks like we're getting uh the worst number of it at a couple of different books it looks like it has moved to plus six here some 49ers money looks like it has come in that said Brett, uh, I do hate to miss out on the key number here of six because, you know, we've one of the things we've talked about on this very podcast is the fact that we've, you know, made some of our plays because we were actually getting key numbers and moving off of these, you know, various numbers. Hell, the Giants play that we just talked about is a, is a pretty good example that we're getting the full seven as opposed to the six and a half. So definitely not in love with the fact that we're not getting the six here. Yeah, but I. I look at I I don't think we're alone. I think a lot of people are going to look at this and, and say, well, you know, I wish we we're getting six and maybe pivot to another game. So this might help us get a little more contrarian play. That's kind of how I look at it. It's only a half a point, but I I, I like the spot and uh, I'm glad you're on the right side here. Panthers coming off of a buy here, and I guess this is this is I will make this declaration for you here, Brett. This if the if the 49ers go out there and prove me wrong yet again, then this will be the last time that I that I doubt this team and bet against this team here. I, I kind of feel like the Panthers money line play here is something that, you know, in my personal account that I'm going to take a look at. This 49ers defense is definitely really, really good. 
I'm not going to sit here and be the guy and, and try to disparage this defense at all. It has been extremely legit, and it is extremely legit. I think one of the things that I will point out, however, and I think that it, you're probably on the same page as me when it comes to this, is just the fact that they've shown me absolutely nothing on offense. And I understand that they traded for Manny Sanders, but is Manny Sanders going to be able to come in in four or five days and 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 be able to you know really really make a difference in this offense? I don't really think so. Here, Jimmy G is not been very good I don't if, if any of you out there have watched this 49ers team what you see is yeah this defense flying all over the place and creating all kinds of havoc and and doing all the things that can win you games uh, when you have a bad offense then that's what's basically been going on right now but this offense I have no confidence whatsoever that they are going to be able to to win a game when it comes down to it and when they really have to Brett and that's one of the things for me that kind of got this play on my card as well I truly don't believe the perceived value of the 49ers will get any higher than it is right now because they might just lose this game. Like you said, I think this is a great money line spot for the Panthers. Uh, strength of schedule so far has been a big issue for the 49ers. This is probably the best team they faced all season. The Panthers, like you said, coming off a bye, extra rest here. That's big for Christian McCaffrey in this rushing attack because the best way to beat the 49ers is to stuff it down their throat. Don't drop back with a second-year quarterback and allow the 49ers to get to him and force turnovers. That's what they've been doing all year. That's why they're winning games. I like the matchup for Carolina here a lot. Uh, we've gotten bit by the 49ers here at least once this season in, big, in big spots. This is another one. Uh, like you said, if they just go out and win by a couple scores in this game, I guess they're just the best team in the NFC. That's all there is to Panthers, it. Panthers coming in with a pro fo- football focus grade of the number six overall defense here. And then the other thing that really kind of jumped out to me about this team is that it's in the the upper half of the league as well in rush defense, which is we know this 49ers kind of bread and butter here. So if uh, if they can kind of prevent this uh, rush game from going wild and put some pressure on Jimmy G, I mean, we're talking about a guy that's that's throwing some interceptions this year. It's just kind of going under the radar for how good that this defense has actually been playing here. So uh, really glad to get this one on the card. So let's go ahead to our must makes here. So we're going to have four. We're going to have four picks on the card without any argument here, which is actually uh, pretty good for a week here. Normally we get two or three and then we argue (laughs) through the the rest here. But uh, you have Broncos plus five as your must make. Yeah, look, I've been driving the Colts bus all year long, but it's it's time to hit the brakes. They've reached probably their highest price point of the season and facing a Broncos team coming off that embarrassing uh, primetime loss to the Chiefs, but they've got some extra time to prepare here with that game on Thursday night. And if you like analytics, the Broncos might just be better than the Colts. Football Outsiders has the Colts 19 and the Broncos 23, but Pro Football Focus loves the Broncos. Seventh overall in team efficiency compared to the Colts at 20. I think what Frank Reich has done with this Colts team is incredible, but this is a good time to sell coming off those two impressive wins. Uh, I, I, th- I think this is another another good money line spot for Denver, and it's a great contest play as well. A lot of, you know, a lot of public betters riding this hot indie team this week, and we can get the Broncos at some low ownership here in Circa. Let's uh, let's also, as we look over here on your screen, as you can see, guys, taking a look at what's going on at the lines over here. And you can see that we're actually getting a full point here from where the lines are currently. Uh, Broncos sitting at plus four and a half as opposed to five and a half, which as we flip over here to the contest lines that we're getting. So uh, some of that money heading in on the Broncos, the Broncos, the number one rush defense, according to pro football focus. And as we know, whenever we look 
at this uh, at this Colts team. They've been riding Marlon Mack, and the you know I if they're going to have to completely kind of uh, you know abandon that if that were to get shut down here, and it goes completely on the arm of um, it goes completely on the arm there of Jacoby Brissett. I I think that this could kind of kind of definitely could be a spot where this you know so a little bit of I'll, I'll just call it a little bit maybe a little bit of vulnerability comes out on this Colt team. It didn't make my card, but I certainly don't hate the pick, and I've actually. Uh, I, I did look into this game, at least because I saw this line movement and I saw, uh, you know, I was trying to figure out what was kind of behind all that. And I guess I had not realized that the Broncos defense, at least over the last few games here, while the offense has looked pretty shoddy, uh, the defense has kind of righted the ship a little bit here. And, you know, look, maybe getting Manny Sanders out of town is a good thing, weirdly. Maybe it's like you can go ahead and focus on these younger guys and go ahead and try and and try some new things get some you know not worry about it upsetting your veteran or whatever it might be so I don't know maybe, maybe sometimes you can have an addition by subtraction and, and, and whether that's the case here with Manny Sanders I have no idea but you know um, it certainly I guess you can't hurt this offense considering how bad it's been yeah and if Denver's going to win this game they've got to run the football they are ninth in rush offense according to pro football focus and the Colts bottom five I think in rush defense so I, I like that match for them and this this isn't a sexy game but I think the matchup on the other side is super interesting with the Colts rush offense I think uh, the second best run blocking team in the NFL against like you said the best rush defense it's it's going to be a fun one for football geeks like us my must make and I can't believe I'm doing it uh, betting against the Patriots here but it's <laughs> Browns plus 13 and honestly it is I'm betting a number here Brett I mean I understand how good the Patriots have been but it has really been beating up against the bottom feeders of the league so far this this season this defense certainly playing at an all world level but the offense really has kind of left a lot to be desired here now Josh Gordon is out they did trade for Mohamed Sanu but again kind of the same situation we were talking about is earlier is he really going to be able to just step right in and and make an instant impact for this team I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the case here probably starts to make an impact more a little down the line more like a week 10 11 type deal once he gets the full grasp of this offense here and look the Browns are getting healthier on defense as well which is I like this defense matched up against the offense here they're going to get Greedy Williams back they get Denzel Ward back And, and guys if you haven't been paying attention to that both of these guys have been out for the last several weeks so when you look at this Browns defense they have been kind of limping into a lot of these games whenever you're talking about getting two starting your two starting corners back it is a massive massive upgrade to this defense here and coming off of a bye have been able to kind of focus on this game I'm sure there's been some stuff going on and look the coach you couldn't have a bigger coaching mismatch than you have in this game I fully understand that I'm not saying that Freddie Kitchens took the bye week to go ahead and draw up some master plan where he's going to outduel Bill Belichick that's not going to happen but I do think giving him an extra week to maybe kind of figure things out is uh is, is something that could benefit this Browns team here so I'm gonna hold my nose and put it on the card but Brad, I think it's just too many points. And as we look over here on the screen right now, as we uh, take a look at the live lines here on the, the, the lines.com, this thing is all the way down to 10 and a half. So we are getting a full two and a half points here for this contest. And in something like this, it's just too much. Uh, it's too much EV, I think, to leave on the table. This is fascinating because with all that line movement, do you think people in these handicapping contests are going to fade the Patriots and take the Browns here? I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really wondering how many people see. go and do as much research before they put in their picks as you and I do. <laughs> yeah, to be perfectly true. honest, I think that maybe there's you know 20 percent of the contest of people who actually really do that. Um, and then I think on the other side, there's probably you know the probably 80 percent are guys that just kind of look up and down and say, all right, I like this one, I like this one, don't like this one, don't like this one. But um, you know, getting two and a half points of value here is 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 also huge. But I got to be honest, even at 10 and a half or, or 11 and a half as it sits right now, I mean, even over at FanDuel, it, it probably would have been a game I would have at least been interested in anyway. But just the the 13 certainly kind of put me over the top. Yeah, if there's a spot to hop back on the Browns while fading the Patriots, this is it. And like you, I rarely advocate like betting against New England, but this is a short week for the Pats against a team coming off a bye. And most importantly, a healthy team coming off the bye, like you said, with those cornerbacks. Just 20 points for a team with this much firepower. Even if the Browns are down a few scores late, they can put points on the board with this talent when the Pat, when the Patriots are on their heels. And, you know, the Patriots will sit back and prevent and just get out of there with a win yeah. if, if needed. So I, I like this as possibly a backdoor spot, but I also think the Browns could keep, keep this close. I don't I don't hate this as, a, you know, potentially a close game that goes down to the wire. So we have four plays on the card. So we have to figure out the fifth here. I'll go ahead and start here with one of the ones that made it on to my card. And uh, on the screen, I'll flip back over to the circuit contest lines here. And that is Bucks plus two and a half here at this uh, Titans team. Look, I understand Tannehill went out there and had a better day. And I completely understand that. Um, this Bucks team is going to eliminate anything and everything that has to do with Derrick Henry. They are actually one of the better run defenses in the league out the, uh, out there, according to to DVOA. And um, you know, I, I do I believe that Ryan Tannehill can go out here and light up these corners. I mean, he's got a couple of good receivers, but at the end of the day, it's still Ryan Tannehill. And, and I mean, this Bucks team again, another team coming off of a bye that. I do at least believe the coaching advantage should lie in the Bucks' favor here. I don't love either one of these guys, but I think that Arians probably would get a nod if I was power ranking coaches here. I don't know how you feel about that, but, um, you know, look, I'm, I'm catching points here against a Titans team that really has still shown not a, a lot of signs of life on offense. And if I, if I have to rely on Ryan Tannehill to beat me with his arm, and if he is able to do that for this Bucks team, then, you know, just label me wrong and, and count me out here. But uh, yeah, so I, that's why I had the Bucks plus two and a half here um, catching points with this, what I consider to be still a very, very mediocre uh, Titans team. Yeah, I, this is a pretty good matchup for the Bucks. You know, what the Titans do well is stop the run and the Bucks don't run the football very often at all. So I, I like the, the Bucks from that side. I didn't have a huge read on this game. I thought this line was fair. Uh, the Bucks probably the most volatile team in the league, and the Titans are like the complete opposite of that. You kind of know what you're going to get from them going in every week. It's a little different now with Tannehill under center, but uh, he's, you know, he is what he is. Uh, yeah. I don't. I think the metric, uh, the, yeah, the metrics do prefer the Bucks here quite a bit. So that's probably why this line is a little short. But uh, I just, you know, I don't have a huge lean either way. But yeah, I did side with the Bucks. So your your uh, one of your plays that you had listed here is Bears minus four against this Chargers team. Yeah, this game reminds me quite a bit of the Vikings game a few weeks ago in Soldier Field. The Bucks pass rush against a bottom tier offensive line. Uh, Chargers 30th in the 
league in pass protect uh, pass protection according to PFF. And the Bears have shown that they can beat good teams at home. They have that in them, so they should be able to beat a bad one here. Injuries still piling up for the Chargers. They could even be without Keenan Allen this week. Now he hasn't practiced all week. I think this line is a little disrespectful to Chicago, especially this defense. So I like them quite a bit here. I don't know how the Chargers move the ball, especially if they don't have Keenan Allen against this unit. Four at DraftKings and at 888 and Sugarhouse. We're already at, we're at three and a half here over at FanDuel. So Chargers catching some money. I yep. uh, don't really understand why, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. I uh, don't, don't know why they would be catching money, but... Uh, they are catching money for whatever reason. Yeah, the latest I heard is they're getting public and sharp money on the Chargers, which is baffling to me. I don't know. I, I'm kind of, uh, I don't know really what the market is doing here. So whatever. I do like the, the Bears. The other that made my card here is the Dolphins plus 14 at the Steelers. And I got to be honest, Brett, there is no hard, steadfast analysis here other than, you know, me and I test. And I understand I'm not a I'm not a scout and I'm not whatever. But the Dolphins offense at least has signs of life with Ryan Fitzpatrick as quarterback. And I actually think there's a little bit of spunk here with this team. He deal, he does have a couple of talented receivers on the this team as well and frankly I just don't know what the Steelers have shown to be two touchdown favorites over anybody I mean I I understand it's the Dolphins but I mean we're talking about the Dolphins being like this type of this type of dog earlier in the season to actually really good teams and here we go with them being 14 point dogs to this Steelers team and it just doesn't line up to me nothing I've seen from the Steelers gives me any sort of uh, any sort of inkling that they should be two touchdown favorites over anybody so uh, again no hard analysis here other than the eyeball test of one week of sample size of this Dolphins team looked a little bit better with Ryan Tannehill as quarterback and the Steelers uh, not looking all that great at any point this season and the, the two touchdowns to me just seems way too steep. I can tell you why I think the two touchdowns is what it is, and it's because this is the best pass rush in the NFL. Might not have T.J. Watt this week. That's huge. But it is the best pass rush in the NFL against the worst pass-blocking unit in the NFL, and that could create points for this Steelers defense, either uh, for them scoring touchdowns by interception or fumble recovery or just giving them turnovers and putting Mason Rudolph and this offense in good field position to score. So... I get I get the number. I don't have a huge lean on either side here. It is a lot of points. Uh, I think the public is pretty excited about getting 14 here with the Dolphins. I think I saw that they're getting like 75 to 80% on the Dolphins, which is, is crazy to me. But it is, it, it is a lot of points for a Mason Rudolph team. You really, if you're siding with the Steelers here, you have to hope that the defense is going to put them in position to score points. Otherwise, I, I just don't see it. Yeah, it seems like this is like we kind of what we were talking about earlier, like prime kind of backdoor situation as well. Yeah, even if the be. even if the Dolphins are down 21, you know, Fitzpatrick, obviously he has nothing to lose. So, I mean, he's just going to go out there and sling it around. I mean, he has absolutely nothing to lose right. whatsoever. Uh, 14 still at DraftKings and Fandle, but has moved to 13 and a half at 888 and Sugar House. So this thing, uh, Dolphins are catching some money here in this one and your final one on your card is chiefs plus three and a half at the packers this one i will admit i'm looking forward to your analysis here because i don't get it well okay let's go back to the dolphins real quick because i 
I want to get your take on if you think the Dolphins are going to be popular in the contest. I cannot imagine that they would be, okay. right? Would you, could you imagine anyone? I mean, like, I think most people at this point are not wanting to hold their nose and, and click on these, you know, stinking dogs, essentially. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe I could be off and maybe I could be wrong, but, uh, you know, I I don't know. It seems to me like there's some of these other more kind of attractive dog spots than, than, than the dolphins. I don't know. I mean, yeah. All right. Uh, as far as the Chiefs, this is a contest play for me. We're getting a Chiefs team in front of a raucous Sunday night football crowd as a home dog with a really good number in the public all over the Packers here. Sign me up, man. I, I'm just trying to fade the public here and get a, a home dog with a great coach in a just kind of a dream primetime spot against a defense that really hasn't looked all that great lately. And yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers, but... I, you know, we're not getting Mahomes, we're getting Matt Moore, but the guy's a veteran. He's got all of his weapons at his disposal here. And maybe it's me trying to be too sharp, but I, I like the Chiefs quite a bit here. Uh, this number three and a half. So it's matching the contest line at DraftKings and FanDuel. It is at four over at 888 and Sugar House, as you see on your screen uh, right here. Uh, I'll tell you why this did not, and mainly for the fact that, you know, a lot of the success against this Packers defense has come on the ground, and one of the things that we've seen from this Chiefs team fairly, uh, pretty much all year long, is really the lack of any sort of run game whatsoever, and I know Andy Reid, and Andy Reid is going to play Andy Reid football, and he's going to go out there, and he's going to continue I think to pass the ball and do what he does running this offense and, you know, and the defense's strengths or weaknesses be damned. And when you look at this Packers team, they are much, much better defending the pass than they are defending the run. And the Chiefs, uh, you know, I just don't believe that they're going to go out there and try and, and do that. And even if they do, this run run rush offense for this Chiefs team has been basically non-existent. So, um, yeah, pretty interesting for me on on uh, the the play here. I um, I would admit if I was leaning one side or the other, I would actually be leaning the other side of of this one. Um, I think this is one of those maybe like analysis paralysis type things yeah. where like a little uh, trying trying to read too much into things as opposed to just the uh, sometimes obvious things are obvious and i feel like maybe this is just one of those obvious things are obvious situations oh no i get burned by that all the time and this could definitely this could definitely be one of those spots it's a little different because we are playing a contest against other people but um yeah, yeah i you know I, the matchups certainly favor the packers here and that's why they are laying points on the road um Mahomes, so let's look at Mahomes some of these others playing either. So but let's just briefly that. run through some of these others and see if any of these were close to to making either one of our cards here. Uh, we did not talk about Seahawks and Falcons and we did not talk about Jags and Jets. I will say Jets plus six and a half uh, was seventh on my list here. Um, as far as that go, that goes. Um, look, the Jets, I think this is kind of a pretty good buy low spot on them in this situation because they look so, so, so incredibly bad in an island game that everybody was watching. And now you get a Jaguars defense that is not the Jaguars defense of old. The Jaguars defense is actually pretty porous and it is actually pretty bad. And so um, I, I think that maybe we're looking at a little bit of overreaction here. What say you? Yeah, everything you just said. Jets nearly made my car. They just missed out. I think it's a great spot to buy Darnold after 
his worst, probably his worst game he'll ever play in his life. So, uh, yeah, I like that one quite a bit. And the Jags won last week against a bad football team. So you can, you know, sell some stock there a little bit. I, I think it's a really good spot for the Jets. If that's the case, I mean, I'm fine with that being I'm fine with that making be, oh, being yeah. the fifth play here. I mean, I, I don't love either one of yours and you don't love either one of mine. So right. if, if, if this was kind of barely off of both of our cards, then, uh, you know, I, I'm certainly OK with that and that being the fifth play here. Yeah, let's go. Jets. I do want to get your take on the Seahawks, though, with what is going on with the Falcons and Matt Ryan. Apparently he is going to play. But is he going to play? Is he just playing for, you know, to keep his streak going? What's like what, what's this, going on there? That it, that's and that's the reason why this one. So this, to be perfectly honest, this was actually the, the number six game on my card here with with going Seahawks. But with so much, I, I guess I've always been. And I, if you watch any of my my other videos out there, guys, you know what I'm saying. Like I, I'm I'm information guy, right? Like I rarely bet too early in the week. I rarely would. I like to know all of the things. And if that means I miss out on a number by a half point, then, you know, sometimes I'll just, I'll just take the the worst of it when I actually feel like I know what I'm betting into as opposed to just speculating on stuff. And one of the things I've learned over the last couple of weeks here is I am definitely no doctor. Anytime I have friggin' tried to predict what these injuries and how they're going to play out and how things are going to go, I have just been wrong and get gotten burned and, and all that. And which is why I, you know, I don't know. I guess that's why this one didn't make my actual full card here and why I kind of glossed over it just a little bit because I just, these damn injury situations have been killing me. I mean, the the Cowboys have five guys friggin' questionable last week. And if even if two of those guys don't play, it's such a huge loss to the team. And instead, all five roll out there and play. I tried to guess on that one earlier in the week. I get burned there. So I don't know. These injury, these major injury situations just have me, have have really have me puzzled right now. And I guess that's, I guess more than anything, it's just confusion on my end. Yeah, and this is a big one. Matt Matt Ryan to Matt Schaub is worth several points. So yeah. I mean that's it's yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I didn't really know what to do with this. I'm I'm just expecting Ryan will play. So I you know, if I'm gonna go anyway, I actually kinda prefer the Falcons at plus six. We're getting six and a half, right? They gave us yeah, yeah. they gave us six and a half. Would prefer the seven, but um just to kind of go against what the public is doing, I would prefer Falcons, but yeah, it's just no. so, yeah, so, 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 so hard to handicap here. Let's just quickly run through these other ones to give people our quick takes and we'll, uh, we'll get out of here. Um, uh, Bills and Eagles plus two. I imagine this will be the most popular teaser play of the entire week. This is going to be on everybody's teaser card here, teasing that Eagles team up to eight here. I still think the Bills win this game, probably, Brett, but I don't, they really haven't shown the ability on the offensive side of the ball to really blow anybody out or even win by you know pretty like even big margins or whatever so you know teasing this Eagles team up to eight I think would probably be the play here if I was just playing this you know on my own personal money here from a contest standpoint uh it just either neither side really kind of blew my skirt up here no me either I was back and forth on this I don't know I don't know what to make of this game I don't know if the Bills are just the most overrated team in the league right now I don't know if the Eagles are the most underrated meet in the middle i guess that's where we're at here at two um i i I like the teaser spot obviously the bills aren't going to blow this team away yeah Uh, that's just not going to happen you you need a quarterback who can just carve up a defense and josh allen's not going to be doing that he's he might hit john brown uh on a deep ball once against this pitiful secondary but that's it's not going to be you know he's not going to do it all game 
And uh, Saints Cardinals, I'll, that's a game that because of the question marks that I just left alone. First, one of the very first games that I scratched off of uh, the card this week, not knowing who's even going to play quarterback for the Saints and the health situation of some of the other guys and everything like that. Uh, just too much unknowns for me. And so uh, really was really and truly was the very first game I scratched off the card this week. Yeah, this is another one where I, I just kind of threw it away. Both these teams have looked pretty good in victories the past few weeks, and I don't like isolating uh, teams that are on winning streaks for this type of contest because they could both be popular. I I think both these teams might actually get a decent amount of people uh, siding with them in the contest just because of how well they played recently. So uh, this was a, yeah. a no-go for me. Texans and Raiders. I love points here. I have the personal play of the over in this game here, but a full touchdown for the contest line here. Not something I'm interested in. In games where I f- in games where I feel like it's going to be a shootout, I typically don't like these like full touchdown and bigger numbers because anything can kind of go awry for you in those things. When I expect just a ton of points, I really don't like these these kind of big numbers. And look, the Raiders' offense, to their credit, been playing much better, and uh, I, I think that there's a decent chance that they could keep this within the number but I also think that there's a a chance that you know a couple of turnovers here and there a couple of bad decisions or whatever it might be and then you know you look up and then they're down 20 so I don't know it was was not an easy handicap for me here again on a on a game where I just expect complete fireworks and those typically aren't the the type of games where I like to have these big numbers involved. yeah me either I'm with you the over is the play here just looking at these two secondaries it's complete and just depleted so hmm. either one of these quarterbacks could just carve up all afternoon and this could I mean this could hit 60 70 points. So the final game I guess we didn't talk about was Rams and Bengals. That's uh, Rams minus 13. Uh, I'm not willing to back a Rams team at nearly two touchdowns after one kind of bounce back week. But then at the same time, I sure as hell am not going to back this god awful, pathetic Bengals team either. So this was actually the second game that came off of my card that I that I scratched off here because I'm not willing to fully buy back into the Rams team here. And at the same time, Let's be for real. These these overseas games are weird as it is anyway. And so would it surprise me if the Bengals kept this thing weirdly close? It would not. But if I looked up and you and I are texting each other and, and we were saying, can you believe the Rams are up 49 to nothing? I also would not no. be surprised in that either. So the, these overseas games are I typically kind of avoid as well. Yeah, a Rams 40 point win is definitely in the range of outcomes here because I don't think this I don't think this Bengals team, Bengals team is going to show up. I, I really yeah. don't. I think they're done. They're checked out. And the Rams really have to get things going here in the second half of the season with the 49ers undefeated and the Seahawks uh, winning football games. So uh, I, I see this as a pretty easy Rams win most of the time, but it is yeah. London. It's just you don't know. Like you just don't yeah. know how these teams are going to travel and, and what's going to happen. You know what? You just mentioned something that I maybe I'll look into. Maybe the play in this game for me will just be like an alt line on the Rams. Like, I don't see them eking out a win here, right? It's almost like if they're going to win, they're just going to blow the the doors off of the Bengals here. So maybe I like sell off to like, you know, 14 and a half or, or, or 16 or something for the Rams and just take like a, a plus money type situation with the Rams. And because I mean, I don't I don't know if there's that big of a difference in this particular game with Rams at 13 or Rams at 16, to be honest. It's a really bad matchup for the Bengals, too, because like, how are they going to stop this pass rush? And then the other side, like you beat the Rams by rushing the quarterback and they can't do that either. Yep. this could this could just be a blowout, but I, I don't want to touch it because it's it's London. 
Guys, thanks for uh, watching and, and getting our picks here. Just to run down again, it's going to be Giants plus seven, Panthers plus five and a half, Broncos. Oh my God, we have five dogs, Brad. I, we've never done this. Giants plus seven, Panthers plus five and a half, Broncos plus five and a half, Browns plus 13, and Jets plus six and a half. I don't think we've ever had an all dog card. So here we go. Hopefully the dogs come in for us this week. And again, as always, head over to the lines and you can click this little odds uh, tab up here. You can go down, of course, the multiple sports but then you can also toggle back and forth between jersey pennsylvania the money line the total the various books that are going on over here so be sure and if you're looking to sign up for any of these uh, books as well you know you can click right on these things up here and, and take advantage of the the offers that we have going on so be sure and do that as well so for brett i'm matt talk to you guys next week